Listening Dog Media. Yes, I do. I believe that one day I will be where I was, right there, right next to you. And it's hard. The day just seems so dark. The moon, the stars, and nothing without you. Your touch, your skin. Where do I begin? No words can explain the way I'm missing you tonight. This emptiness, this hole that I'm inside. These tears, they tell their own story. Millie Smith, 1st of November, 1913, Salford. I mean, what the bleeding hell be talking about? Asking me daft questions, testing me. She said to me that, nurse, do you know your name? I said, do you know it? She said, yes. I said, well, what the bleeding hell are you asking me for then? Can you believe the price of cigs today, eh, Bill? Cost a bleeding fortune. I know, ridiculous, Nelly. Three quid, eh, yeah? But it's amazing that most people still buy them, I think. In fact, someone put a bottle of milk back on the shelf and they've not got enough hand-keeping cigs. You buying yours somewhere else, then? Bleeding outrageous. <laughs> no, I've packed them in. I've my last one watching Corrie six weeks ago. I made my mind up, stuck to it and all. <laughs> Think I'm addicted to a vanilla slice with a cup of tea now. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you. Be better if we didn't have to wait for this bleeding thing. I came down on it ten minutes ago. It can't be broke again, surely. They only fixed it on Monday, didn't they? I know. Two days it was. I bet someone's holding the door open, chatting like they usually do. Oh, let me tell you about last week. I had to walk up as usual, and when I got to the seventh floor, I could hear voices chatting. So I put my head through stairwell door. <laughs> and lo and behold, there the bleeding was. Two old farts laughing and joking whilst holding the lift door open. Oh, I was fuming. They could tell by my face. So I just walked into the corridor, straight into the lift, squeezed past him and pressed 14th floor. They were so shocked, they just looked at me. Too late to notice the lift door shuts quickly and they had to come with me all the way to the top floor. <laughs> None of us said a word to each other for, for what seemed like an eternity. When the lift stopped at the top, my floor, I just turned around to him and said, that old bleeding teacher. I saw the pair of them that night at Bingo. They put their heads down and rushed past me to the loose. Cheeky mares. Two to go, Nelly. Oh, bleeding lift. Getting sick of it being broke, the bleeding thing. Oh, well, let's do it, eh? You can't sit here all day. Thank you.
bloody hell, Nelly, what have you forgot? Oh, my grandson's chewing gum. I must have left it on your counter, Bill. No, I'm sure you put it in your coat pocket. Bugger, did I really? Are you sure? I bet you put it back on the shelf, so I'd come back and buy another one you crafty get. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. You know I'd never do that to you. You're my most valued customer. And you always give us a Christmas card, eh? <laughs> oh, piss off. We're all valued customers when we're spending money in here instead of trudging down to the precinct. Put this on my slate. I'll sort you tomorrow. Seeing as I'm a valued customer. <laughs> oh, bleeding hell, the bloody chewing gum. don't know what I'm doing some days. It's like I'm lost. Although if I've got to be honest, I've been lost since John died in 1970. Of course, me kids and grandkids have made me happy through the years, but not having the love of your life by your side, creating memories, is an old that can't be repaired. We thought we'd be doing good, moving from old Odzel and the terraced houses, which were small, but we loved. Moving into these new high-rise flats, oh, it was a big deal for us. But what we didn't know is that it would ruin communities. No more popping next door for a cup of milk or sugar. No more meeting in the pub on a Thursday night after payday because the lads that worked at the rubber with John came from round our streets and out to Hume over the bridge. They got moved into different flats from Chapel Street to ooh, Cross Lane and the precinct, all living in the sky, 14 to 22 floors up. Long way to climb if you're drunk and the lift's broken. Hiya, Gran. Hey, don't you be going out today. That lift's broken again. Too late for that, son. Already been and done it. Oh, forget it, Gran. I've told you about walking up and down them stairs. Give over. It keeps me fit. Besides, I could never do that when I smoked. <laughs> I'd give you a run for your money now. Uh, yeah, son. Here's your chewing gum. Oh, brilliant, Gran. Oh, thanks. You never forget it, do you? Why have you got Grandad's photo out? It's Thursday night. Shouldn't you be getting ready for bingo? Bloody Thursday nights. Thursday night was a nightmare when we used to live in Odsall. Your Grandad would finish work at 4pm payday and him and the lads would go straight out. I can remember traipsing all over the bleeding pubs looking for him because the club man wanted his money and well, we used to save a pound a week for a rainy day. Christmas presents, holidays to Rill, or a treat to Blackpool for the day to see the lights and such, you know. We didn't know much about banks in them days. I looked in the King's Arms, the Queen's Arms, the Wellington, the Woolpack, everywhere. Did you find him? 
no, I didn't. Oh, I was fuming. One of the lads said they'd gone to the Trafford near the swinging bridge. But I wasn't walking all the way up there. I got fed up and went home. You'd never believe it. It was only sat in his bleeding chair with a fish supper and said smugly, Where have you been, Nelly? I've been in ages. I've paid the clubman the weekly and there's a bottle of stout for you on the kitchen table there. So I took a chip from his newspaper wrap. They were still hot. You've been in ages. Why are the chips still hot then? As always, he had an answer for everything. What are you on about, he said. I warmed him up on the half. He was getting cold waiting for you. The half? What's that, Gran? The half was the marble tiles on the bottom of the fireplace, where we put plates on to keep them hot. Anyway, I shouted at him, you're a bleeding liar. He just laughed and said, pass me the vinegar, love. <laughs> oh, isn't it funny how you can remember things from ages ago, but not from yesterday. What was you doing at 4.20pm yesterday? See, you don't bleed in now. <laughs> oh, hey, John, you was a character. So anyway, son, how was your day? Okay. I was down at the boxing gym, Gran, following in Grandad's footsteps, eh? <laughs> yeah, he used to go to the Salford Lads Club when he was young. And he was very good, his mate said. But the boxing sessions were run by the local Catholic priest who did like your Grandad, because he was a lapsed Catholic. <laughs> we were never religious. And the priest always gave him a hard time for not going to Mass and slapped him around the head whenever he walked past him. So he stopped going. Years later, when we got married, I remember I was on my own at home. Grandad was at work and a local priest banged on the door. And he said we was living in sin because we never got married in a Catholic church and the kids were bastards. Well, when he came home, I told him, oh, he went mad and went round to the church. He banged on the vestry door. Good Jesus tonight, it was only the same priest who used to slap your granddad. Oh, well, your granddad slapped him back, all right. One for all the times he got hit. Oh, John battered him and gave him a black eye. The coppers came and said the priest didn't want to set charges. Instead, he would pray for his forgiveness. <laughs> Is that Nelly? Nelly Smith? This is Mrs. Smith. Yes. Who's this? Oh, hello, Nelly. It's Gordon Jones here, Salford Housing. How are you doing? Uh, it's Mrs. Smith, thank you. You haven't known me long enough to call me Nelly. What do you want? Oh, um, I'm sorry. Um... Bet you're one of those university types, eh? 
What's a university type, Miss Smith? You, that voice. Where are you from? Well, I, I, I live in Cheshire now, but I'm originally from Norfolk. Norfolk? Hmm. My sister and brother was evacuated there in war. They hated it. They said you were all grumpy snobs. Did you call your mum and grand by the first names? Um, no, no. I'll give you a bit of education, lad. Manners cost you nothing. Now, remember that, and you won't go wrong with us from Salford. Right then, so what are you ringing me for? Well, it's about your application to move from the flats. What about it? Well, we've got a few elderly self-dependent properties on offer. I can inquire about their availability for you to look at. Uh, I'm not going into any old people's home, thank you. Oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're not what you think they are. Listen, I might be an old woman, but I know what's what, you know. I'm not in cuckoo land. You can't just throw me onto the scrap heap. My family won't allow you to. So be very careful, whatever your name is. Gordon. I, I said, my name's Gordon. Oh, yes, I know it is. It's just a saying. Typical bleeding student, educated, but no common sense. Sorry, Mrs Smith, I didn't hear you then. The line went funny. No, never mind. Just ring me back and tell me where these places are so I can go and see them. And don't be dragging your feet, Gordon. Ponzi bleeder. Okay, Tar. Just got back from a new place with our John. How's the holiday going? What, me on a plane? Not on your life. Not getting me up there. Oh, it was bad enough living on the 14th floor, looking down. Never mind thousands of feet up in the air. How often did you see me on that veranda? Only time was when I was hanging my drawers out on the line to dry and to shout our Trevor in for his dinner on a Sunday. You know, when he was playing football in the square below. Anyway, I've given this place a quick mop over. You know what I'm like. <laughs> Don't want any buggers saying she left it in the right state, thank you. Hey, that Gordon from the housing is a bleeding belter. <gasps> He's done me good, he has. So I let him call me Nelly. <laughs> hey, and it's right round the corner from our barrels. Yep, five minutes away. And right facing Salford Rugby Ground. And there's a bus stop right outside to the precinct. Hey, and a chippy on the corner for me fish and peas tea on a Friday. Oh, 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 all right, you've got to go. Okay, I'll see you when you get back then. Don't forget, don't go to the wrong address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tara, love. And tara to you, flat, my old friend. Thanks for the memories. But I need my feet back on the ground. I'm too near the rainbow up here. The bleeding lift broke again.
come on, come on, come on. The type of questions they ask a five-year-old. Name, date of birth, where do you live? Nellie Smith, 1st of November, 1913, Salford. I mean, what the bleeding hell are they talking about? Asking me daft questions, testing me. She said to me, that nurse, do you know your name? I said, do you know it? And she said, yes. I said, well, why the bleeding hell are you asking me then? We all forget things sometimes. I, I mean, can you remember what you were doing on this day in 2004? No, exactly. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I can't believe you've been here two years now, Gran. I know. I should have done it years ago. Bloody hell. Them I rise at, oh, a disgrace. Killing off communities left, right and centre. Good here, though. I don't have to climb 28 flights of bleeding stairs. Shame old Mary couldn't have one of these next door to me. <laughs> I see you're still doing the old curtain twitching, eh, Gran? It's not curtain twitching, thank you. <laughs> it's being aware of those coming in. Sometimes the intercom don't work, so I'll buzz people in. I know most of them live in here now, and it gives me something to do. I might not be here next year. Why? Where are you going? Thinking about moving again? Yes, over the rainbow. <laughs> I've told you before, Gran, stop talking like that, please. I don't like it. You'll be here till you're bloody 120, you. Welcome to Granada Reports. This evening, police are on the lookout for a burglar who broke into an 82-year-old woman's residential flat while she was sleeping and stole 37 pence from her purse. I was in bed when he came in. And he stood over me. He asked me where my purse was. I don't think I was frightened. I pointed to my bedside cabinet. He took me last 37 pence I had for a stamp and left. I was glad he didn't hurt me. It's like that bastard hurt our Mary them years ago. I bloody left the estate to get away from riffraff. Now look what's happened. Date of birth, please, Nelly. Uh, Nelly Smith, 13th of October, 1919. What are you doing today? Got to get to work. There's a big showing at the Opera House. We cleaners are rushed up our feet. The Opera House in Manchester. Sounds very exciting. How long have you been working there, Nelly? OK, how many children have you got, Nelly? I had five kids, but our Charlie got killed in the Blitz by those Germans. He was only two years old. Now I've got four. And do you know their names, Nelly? I turned the fridge off by mistake. Bleeding spoilt my fish fingers. But now to worry about, my memory's fine, I keep telling you. OK, so how have you been sleeping, Nelly? Sleeping great, thank you, yep. Yeah. I sit in this chair waiting, just in case he comes back. Hey, that bastard won't get me. Uh, sorry, when did you say you were born, Nelly? 
1923. Hmm. I've just spoken to your, your daughter, Margaret, and uh, she said... Margaret? Not seen her for ages. She She's outside with your, with your other daughter? No, that's Beryl and Jean. Margaret's on holiday. Margaret and Beryl say you've not been sleeping in your bed since the incident. Is, is that right, Nellie? Oh, yes, yeah. sleep very well, thank you. Tell me about your chair, please, Nellie. Oh, it's a beautiful chair, thank you. Hiya, Margaret, it's Beryl, how are you? I'm okay, Ta. What are we going to do about my man, Beryl? I don't know. It's getting difficult now. She's getting harder to manage. I know, and those bouts of aggression are upsetting. I know. Gave her a glass of water the other day. She threw it over me and said, I drink gin, not beer. She's not even had a drink in years. And her drink was baby sham at Christmas. I don't think she's sleeping in the bed. The last four times I've been to see her, I didn't say out to you in case it was wrong, but... Yeah, I know what you're going to say, because I did the same thing. You left two peacoin on a pattern quilt because it's the same colour, so it'd be disguised. And if she got in bed or shut the quilt, we'd find it on the floor. Yeah, exactly. And the 2P was still on the quilt. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Nellie Smith, 21st of November, 1966, Salford. So they keep asking me stuff like, who's the Prime Minister? Pleading Nellie's 2004, everyone knows it's Margaret Thatcher. They said my memory score's going down. So they'd give me some vitamins, Rivastamina. Never heard of that vitamin. Always thought you'd gotten from orange and bananas. Nellie Smith, 23rd of September, 1923. There was a fight in here the other night, but I soon got shot of the buggers. Come on, come on, come on. I'm glad you rang, Beryl. Hey, I've seen that Trevor kitten, another woman in the corner, bleeding, disgusting. Is a married man. Wait till I see him. No, ma'am. That was on the telly last night. He's an actor, remember? I told you he'd be on the telly at nine. He was acting. No, no. I saw him, plain as day, stood there he was. Hiya, Gran. You all right? I've just... I've just seen my Auntie Beryl leaving. Said you're having a bit of a bad day. Oh, what you like leaving your boiled ribs on a pan on the stove and a fire alarm going off, eh? <laughs> she said you took a fancy to one of the firemen. Hey, never mind. Just put more water in next time, Gran. Hey, what are you talking about? I've not seen our Beryl for ages. What firemen? No one's been here all day. I've been baking. Hello, is that Mrs Cross? Yeah, Beryl Cross speaking. Uh, good afternoon. It's uh, Dr. Uh, Dr Davis. Um, I've got some... It's not great news about your mum. You know, we've been doing the, the tests and the evaluations and everything. It's... Right. Even with the uh, revistamine, the, the memory is declining rapidly, isn't it? It's, it doesn't look like it's working out, Mrs Cross. Yeah, I mean, 
I I thought you would say that anyway because she's been having a really tough time. She's having these hallucinations, and yeah. um, we don't know what to do, Doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at through the notes here, and uh, there was something which is it is it her grandson's an actor? Well, the thing is, her grandson's an actor, and and she saw him kissing somebody on the telly and thought it was real. And I mean, that's just one of the things that she's done. I mean, one of the other things that she's done is um, she's been falling asleep in a chair and like she'll wake up and she'll think it's daytime and she goes to give the neighbour tea and biscuits. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is, it's not, um, it, it, this is very, very understandable, uh, Mrs Cross. It, it, it really is. Um, it's the... I mean, looking through the notes, it does seem to me that this uh, quick decline has been... She, was she burgled just recently as well? Do you know, I think that's been part of it because what's happened is she was burgled and it's really hit her hard. Mm-hmm. And do you, know, do you know what they got? Do you know what they got? 37 pence, that's all she had. And I think that's been part of the decline, Doctor. Definitely. This, I mean, it's we, we see this time and time again, Mrs. Cross, that it can happen. Now, listen, you hear words like dementia and Alzheimer's, and I know it's it's very shocking for you, but it's not it's not all one thing. Do you know that there are lots of different ways, and we're going to be doing more tests and finding out uh, stuff. Um, is she is she showing any sign of aggression? Well, she's been really moody. Like it's not. Yeah. It's it's like how she's acting. But also the things she's saying, it's just not her. And um, for me, it's really scary as a daughter because I I don't know what's going on. You know, it's not like my mum. No. I think, I mean, the the time's come really to, you you know, you and the family to have some conversations. It may be a time for her uh, to go and get some help that she needs, maybe some residential care. Um, Living on her own doesn't look like it's going to be the sort of, Future for her should be safer and, and well looked after. Um, maybe get some full time care. What do you think about that? Wouldn't she be able to live on her own? No. It's it's the cooking and the cleaning, and it's really her safety that we're most concerned about. Um, and I know it's difficult because she's your mum, and you know she's always been the one that's been there to to look after you all, and she's the matriarch. But now it's she spent all her life looking after you. It's time that you know. She gets looked after herself. Right. Okay. Well, I'll have to speak to the family. Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate your help. And um, oh. I'll speak to the family about that. And thank you. Thanks for phoning, Doctor. Thank you. Hello, uh, Helena uh, Rose Smith. Uh, um, uh, uh, 1st of February, uh, 1918, Hume. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Alzheimer's disease is a progressive condition. It means the symptoms develop gradually over many years and eventually become more severe. It affects multiple brain functions. First sign of Alzheimer's disease are usually minor memory problems. Could be forgetting about recent conversations or events and forgetting the names of places and objects. The symptoms of behavioural psychological symptoms dementia, in short, BPSD, can include increased agitation, anxiety, wandering, aggression, delusions and hallucinations. 
these changes in behaviour can be very distressing for both the person with Alzheimer's disease and their carer. If coping strategies do not work, a consultant psychiatrist can prescribe risperidone or haloperidol. These are antipsychotic medicines for those that show persistent aggression or extreme distress. These are the only medicines licensed for people with moderate to severe Alzheimer's where there's a risk of harm to themselves or others. Risperidone should only be used at the lowest dose and for the shortest time possible as it has serious side effects. Haloperidol should only be used if other treatments have not helped. Antidepressants may sometimes be given if depression is suspected as an underlying case of anxiety. Hello, Nelly. Welcome to Green Gables Nursing Home. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Every week, Harold would escape from the nursing home. We stopped panicking after the third time because we knew where he'd be. Harold walked for two miles into the countryside, jumped an old school brick wall and followed the path up to a big oak tree in the middle of a field and stood and waited and waited and waited. Sometimes he'd be there for hours till we realised he'd gone. A farmer herding his cows for supper spotted him stood all alone and rang the police. When they walked up to him and asked him what he was doing there, he said, I'm waiting for Rose, we're courting. <laughs> Rose was his wife who had passed away over 25 years earlier. When we went to bring him back, Harold's body was pressed against the tree, tears rolling down his face. He was hugging the engraved names of Harold and Rose. Emily was a theatre wardrobe mistress and was as flamboyant as the actors she worked with. She dressed like no other for work, from her hair to makeup to clothes, they were all faultless. Attention to detail was paramount. She worked with Nureyev at the Russian Ballet to Olivier in the West End. She would control backstage with a rod of iron. Her standards were high. Meticulously checking each actor for a loose thread, a missing button, fluff where it shouldn't be. Woe beside you if your presentation wasn't immaculate. When an actor stepped out on stage, they wasn't just representing the production. They was representing Emily Mansell. Sadly, a dementia saw her walking on stage in the middle of a Stephen Burkhoff play with a coat of extravagant colours wrapped around her head like an Egyptian pyramid. Stiletto heels and naked as the day she was born. The fact everyone recognises Burkhoff's work can be off the wall, but Emily was at first ignored until her son appeared backstage and said, that's my mum. I thought she went to the toilets. Please don't leave me here. Hey, come on, Gran. Sit down here with Emily. I'll get me coat. Please take me home.
Hello, it's Green Gables Nursing Home here. I'm afraid to say Mrs. Smith has had a fall and is in Hope Hospital. I met my Lord by the gasworks wall. Dreamed a dream by the old canal. Kissed my John by the factory wall. Dirty old town. I'm leaving you now. Dirty old town. Dirty old town. Smith, Nella. On June 27th, 2006, peacefully in hospital, and of Salford, Nellie, aged 92 years, the beloved wife of John, devoted mum of Beryl, Jean, Margaret, John and Charlie, a much-loved gran and great-grandma, auntie and friend. We love you and miss you, gran. Yeah. 